Welcome to Why So Popular, the podcast that explores why some pop culture phenomenons are so popular. Today, I sat down with cybersecurity junior Ben Johnson, and we discussed video games and his views on how they've changed through his lifetime. Let's get into the show. What has your experience been with video games? In what regards? How long have you been playing just any sort of video game in general uh, I'd have to say around when I was five or six uh, so I actually wasn't allowed to go outside too much as a kid because of my medical condition I had terrible seizures and my parents were scared to death I'd be outside alone at some point have a drop attack and crack my head open on the pavement so like we got to find a way to keep this kid inside and occupy it and and I think they regret now introducing me to video games when I was about five or six. I remember playing uh, old Atari games and like arcade classics on those like little plug and play like box things you connected to the TV. And those were my first video games. So I played a lot of Pac-Man, Galaga, uh, Rally Racer, Dig Dug, stuff like that. And then when I was about eight or nine, I got a Game Boy. And I played a lot of those indie titles from either Nintendo or other companies when cartridges or were the meta, just standalone adventures. And those were always good times to me. I mean, my first multiplayer game I ever really got into was um, probably Minecraft back when it was still new, which is weird to think about. Uh, I must have been about 11 or 12. And then from there, when I had access to a computer and more computer games, I started playing more online experiences, flash-based browser multiplayer games. Like, can't remember. I spent a lot of time on like Newgrounds and Mini Clip and stuff like that on multiplayer games. They were always fun, but they were also still hyper-casual. I don't think I played anything seriously multiplayer until... I was 13 or 14 when I started playing League of Legends and some of the other franchises with like uh, huge MMORPGs and met random people that way. That's sort of the realm of experience I have due to my upbringing and playing different standalone titles as a younger kid, though. I still really enjoy smaller indie titles like Undertale, Deltarune, story-based experiences like that that come out ever so often. Could you tell me a bit about the video game industry? Uh, the video game industry over the years, I think especially when I was 10, about 2010, started evolving more towards AAA titles that focus on uh, high-skill competitive floor lines for a general multiplayer populace. It became less about an adventure half the time and more geared toward interactability and skill expression with other players. Not to say some of the other adventure titles don't exist. It's just more prevalent to see like FPS games and things like MOBAs on the rise. How would you say you've seen the industry sort of grow i think you talked about it briefly but yeah i i picked up i think my first actual game console when i played was a game boy and then later on a wii and then played at friends houses with other consoles they had like an older playstation or xbox and a lot of the titles i played 
were either like single player uh, originally indie titles like Pokemon and Fire Emblem and stuff like that before they were huge franchises. And I went to friends' houses and played things like, you know, like the early stages of Halo and Call of Duty. I wasn't ever any good at them, but I I saw a lot more indie adventure kind of user interactive games rather than a game based entirely around multiplayer experience. If anything had a multiplayer experience, it was like co-op or slight multiplayer features with like two player or like up to four players locally but it wasn't anything crazy what has uh stood out to you about like the video game industry universe where wherever you want to call it the most um it's definitely evolved toward a more multiplayer stance in which games are kind of built for a sustainability based around players interacting with themselves rather than just a standalone adventure. Because even though there's a couple really huge smash hits that make it through that are just single player experiences, you don't see a lot of them anymore as opposed to that was in the corner market when I was younger. Like Undertale was a huge single player hit by Toby Fox and people ate it up. But you don't see too many other artists like him. You typically see a lot of replayability functions and then everything being built around passes and expansions like seasons for player interactability while they go about their multiplayer business. It's kind of rewards them, I guess, for playing in certain ways and or just playing the game. Have you seen the challenge rating fluctuate at all over the time you've been playing? I mean, absolutely, because it used to start out as a hyper-casual thing like Pokemon and Fire Emblem, and then even the early days of like Halo and Call of Duty used to be more adventure-based, and more like a casual experience. And over time, there's become more and more of a market for skill expression and entertainment by watching video games in terms of like pro play and esports. Like a lot of games have become more centered on catering to them. Uh, could you talk a bit about like the pro play and esports uh, circuit um, a bit? Yeah, sure. So a lot of... I want to say I could be wrong. It gave rise to a lot of things around 2010 forward is when I started noticing games start to become really, really competitive because of uh, the scene. And that's because these game companies realized a lot of people played for the challenge and loved to see the game played at a very high skill cap. And as they added more and more skill expression to the game and focused it more around, uh, I guess, appealing to a user's power fantasy of to what they could do over other people, uh, there, there began to become a noticeable market for watching other people play at extremely high levels of play. And that must have been due to like Twitch and YouTube and other like media uh, allowing an outlet for some of these people to express how good they are. And obviously, when you have people who are really, really good at something, there's also someone else who's really, really good at the same thing that want to compare how they stack up against each other. And before long, you started to see 
entire esports arenas and tournaments based around like Smash Bros and like Call of Duty. It's just like things that started off as like a casual, like little game you could play with your friends, sometimes even just small party games that people took to the next level in terms of skill expression. I mean, I can kind of say that as a filthy League of Legends player myself. I've seen pro play of League players that just play the game on an entirely different level and people eat it up when really it's just a game that started so long ago is a hack of Dota 2, of which Dota was just a hack of a singular StarCraft map. Like, we went from a user-created mod to an enterprise, a flagship game, rather, that has made a fortune off of the esports scene and skill expression and became its own standalone competitive game. I uh, mentioned a few of them there, but has there been any games that really have like stood out to you as like they've grown to a greater scale than what they started? Yeah. So there's definitely, again, uh, League of Legends started out as a humble hack of Dota 2, which was a predecessor of a StarCraft map, like literally just a map people made into a flipping MOBA game. And uh, Pokemon? Pokemon was really just a single-player experience with, like, maybe if you had a Link cable in Gen 1, you could have connected with some random on the street. And now it's its own flagship game for Nintendo. And it started out with, like, Game Freak. And now it's based around, hey, like, not only can you have this adventure and you can go collect these Pokemon, but you can battle with this huge user base of online trainers. And a lot of people get seriously competitive Pokemon in, like, in different games that come out. Like, I, I feel like the general market is just going that way. Like, even... Even games that started out with the intention of being somewhat inclusive and mobile of multiplayer became a much huger, much huger, what am I words? Uh, a much more multiplayer focused approach than they were at first. Like Sea of Thieves in beta was just meant to be a fun little, very small game server game. You could hop in as a pirate, mess around like a motley crew of pirates you all are that mm -hmm. none of you really know what you're doing. And it turned into this game that rewards you for both time played, but also the surviving the multiplayer experience with season passes and events and they even included, by user demand, an arena where you could do nothing but PvP. I can't say I've played all the super high-end multiplayer games that are being expressed now, like Rocket League and Apex Legends and super hype multiplayer arena games like that, but I acknowledge their existence and a lot of them started off at a much smaller scale. For you, what's been the appeal for, of video games? Um, for me, I've always played video games as sort of an, I guess, escape into the game. It's like, I, I, you can have whatever kind of day you want, but at the end of the day, it's something you can either get lost in an adventure around, like some of my favorite titles growing up were The Legend of Zelda. Uh, Fire Emblem, 
and other kind of story-based games like that. And some of the old Pokemons were pretty good. Uh, but also something in other cases you can share with friends and just have a good old time messing around. Like, I definitely see the emphasis of playing with friends to be better. And I tend to play a lot of multiplayer games that offer some sort of co-op with friends instead of I run in and mow people down in an FPS because at the end of the day, all it is is just reaction speed for that and knowing your targets and knowing what points on the map to be at when, knowing when to peak and when. Where do you see the video game industry going? Um, as mentioned before, I think there's a huge market growing around multiplayer games and anything that you can... I guess coax players into playing for longer amounts of times based on uh, small rewards like cosmetics and season passes to, I guess, show flair around their gameplay while playing the still the same base game. Like I have a buddy of mine who is super huge in Call of Duty Warzone ever since it dropped and it seems to be getting more user base left and right as people join the game being a Call of Duty based battle royale. Um, there's just a huge corner market for any sort of multiplayer with skill expression. So your FPS games, battle royales, archetypes of that, uh, MOBAs, and in general games that have possible interact interactability with any amount of players like Minecraft and games like that. Like, it's part of the reason why Animal Crossing is getting to become huge again, because it just originally started as a title verse. This fun little dinky adventure where you could waltz around and get scammed by a raccoon for your life savings. Uh, but you played by yourself, and now it's huge because, oh, well now you can visit other people's islands or random people's islands, and people love the aspect of being able to interact with others in some of what of a social way, even though it's not necessarily all the time competitive. I'd like to thank Ben for sitting down with me and talking about video games. I'd also like to thank all those that listened to the final episode of Why So Popular. It's been a long semester and I've enjoyed talking to all the guests that I've had on the show. Until next time, this is Zechariah Parsons signing off.